0: welcome welcome to well-being wednesdays i am your host courtney weaver i'm also the director of well wvu here at west virginia university i have a guest today so woohoo! you don't have to listen to me prattle on by myself for the next 15 minutes uh, but i am joined by brianne depp krimsky she's a supervised psychologist here at the Carew center so we want to say welcome to Bree. and Bree, why don't you tell us a little bit about your role here at the university Hi, so I'm a
1: supervised psychologist with the Carew Center, so primarily I provide individual counseling and therapy to students, but I also help out with groups and outreaches and fun things like this podcast.
0: All right. Well, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk to us today, and something that we're going to talk about is journaling and how people can better manage their emotions through writing. So, Brie, why should students think about journaling in the first? place
1: So I think a lot of times when I tell students that they should try journaling, they are a little apprehensive. It's something they've heard about a lot. And they may have tried it in the past and didn't really find it to be helpful. So I get a lot of pushback, but there is a strong body of research that shows that journaling helps uh, people manage emotions and a variety of other concerns. So I think that a lot of times it can be really helpful for emotional expression, helping to develop reflective thinking. There's research that shows it can improve mood, reduce, as well as improve physical health, improve memory, and can also help people heal and recover from trauma and other things like eating disorders or other kinds of recoveries.
0: Okay. So journaling, I think, would quantify as like a creative activity. So as a mental health professional, like how does creativity in general help with your mental health? One of the
1: cool things about journaling is that it requires the application of kind of the more logical, analytical, rational left side of the brain to kind of be able to put some thoughts onto paper. And so a lot of times that's our like reasonable or reasoning piece of our brain, but journaling can also help include the right half of our brain, which is more creative, artistic, kind of more of the feeling side. And so a lot of times, one of the nice things about journaling is that it can help us bring together our thoughts and feelings in a kind of whole helpful way. So. Some things that creativity can help with our mental health, it's a piece of self-care. So a lot of times when people think of self-care, they think about sleeping, eating, taking their meds, spending time with friends and family, exercising. But a lot of times creativity gets left out of that. And creativity can be a way to kind of express feelings in a way that doesn't involve words. So maybe things that are too painful, or maybe if we just struggle to find the words to put on paper, we can find other creative ways to kind of improve our mental health. And so journaling can be cathartic in an emotional and logical way. And it can make a big difference in our daily well-being. Some other things that are kind of cool about creativity is that a lot of times when we do something creative, we can kind of get in this flow. And a lot of times that releases things like dopamine or other endorphins. So the flow is whenever we kind of focus on one activity, you kind of enter that activity fully, and you kind of stop thinking about other things. It can improve concentration because we are only focusing on that one thing. And then we kind of feel really productive after, which makes us want to do more and be more productive.
0: Yeah, that's like when I build Legos, I get in the flow.
1: Yeah, other times you can get in the flow could be like sewing, knitting, crocheting, sometimes putting stickers on things. There's like the little diamond sticker boards and paid by number type things that people really like. And it's kind of a way to just kind of escape your everyday kind of feelings thoughts and emotions and do something fun
0: yeah so before we start talking about like how to actually get started with journaling brie why might someone not journal like what are some of the myths about journaling Yeah.
1: So some of the things I've heard are that people think that they need to write every single day or that they need to write a certain amount every single day. And that can feel kind of intimidating. Sometimes people think that they like will just have to write. And as we'll talk about later, there's a lot of different ways to kind of journal that maybe don't include writing paragraphs and paragraphs for long (laughs) periods of time. I think that a lot of people kind of get stuck on like the right way to journal. So there's a lot of anxiety about am I doing it the right way? Is this actually helping me? Is this a waste of my time? And so sometimes some of those anxious thoughts can prevent people from wanting to try it or get started. I think sometimes people think that journaling is just going to be like a dump of all like their negative thoughts and feelings and it's not going to help anything because it'll just be focusing more on negative parts of their life. Sometimes people think they just have to record like all of their deep philosophical thoughts and if they don't have any, then what is that going to mean or what (laughs) is that going to look like? Right. I've also heard people say like journaling can be kind of like self-centered or narcissistic to just like focus so much on yourself can be a little bit uncomfortable comfortable some people think it's better to like write by hand and they don't know if they like could type things out some other people think it's just about wallowing in the past so like well what's it going to do to just reflect on all these things that have happened it's not going to change anything and some people just think it's a waste of time that you know there's so many things especially for college students that they could be doing instead but they sometimes i don't think see the benefit
0: or the value mm, i can see that for sure Alright, so now once someone has decided to start journaling They're saying, they're eschewing all those myths And they're saying, no, this is for me Like, how, how do we start?
1: It can definitely be hard to start a new hobby and, you know, to create a new habit. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people will say, like, I don't have a journal or I'm not a good writer. I don't even know what to write about. So it can be a little intimidating to start. But according to the Center for Journal Therapy, writing can actually be pretty easy. So they kind of give this acronym of write, which can be easy to remember. It stands for the W stands for what? So what do you want to write about? What's going on in your life? How do you feel? What are you thinking about? What do you want? But being able to name these things can kind of be a good place to start. The R is to review or reflect. So once you write something, maybe just take a second, take a minute to close your eyes, take some deep breaths, try to think like, you know, how am I feeling? How am I thinking? What happened today? Or maybe even just reflect in a more mindful way about like what's going on right now in this moment. And then the I is for investigate. So investigate your thoughts and feelings. Start writing and just keep writing. Just flow with either your pen, your keyboard, whatever material you're using. And then if you get stuck or run out of juice, you can just kind of close your eyes, recenter, reread what you've already written and kind of just continue writing. The T is for time yourself. So, you know, if it's really hard to get started, you could take just five minutes, maybe even three minutes, maybe one minute just to kind of get yourself started. Set a timer and just write for that. And then if you enjoy it, you could increase your time. And then the last one is to exit SMART. And so what this means is after you've written something, maybe reread it, kind of reflect on a sentence or two and look for any kind of patterns or things that might be standing out to you.
0: All right. So for those who are going to start journaling and we're thinking about like what topic, like Bree, can you share some good journaling prompts?
1: There are so many prompts out there and there's a million ways to find prompts. So you could just Google journaling prompts. You could often I look at Pinterest for some good ideas. Yeah, Um, I think some good ones are to kind of start looking at maybe what are some of your strengths or areas for growth? So this way you're kind of focusing on both things that you know you're doing well, things you have a handle on, things that are going well, but then also looking at the other side, like what are some things I want to change? What are some things I'd like to improve? can be a good place to start. I know that Brene Brown talks about permission slips. And so one thing is to kind of write yourself notes like permission to rest, which is a tough one, especially for college students. So you can kind of write out like, I deserve to rest. I have worked all week. I can actually take maybe a full evening or a full Saturday to kind of engage in some other self-care activities and not focus so much on school. You know, I talk a lot with students about writing letters. So sometimes if you have lost someone and you're experiencing grief, it can be helpful to write a letter to that person. It can also be helpful to write a letter like to a part of yourself or to feelings you have or write a letter to like your future self, your past self. So kind of like writing letters can be um, therapeutic in some ways. Sometimes I've seen some really cool um, ideas where people will put a picture, print out a picture and put it on a page and then write a little bit about that memory, how they felt, what was going on, like what was the day, the time, the place, how are they feeling in that moment. That's a really cool way to kind of try to be a little bit more creative with journaling. One of them is called positive savoring, which is kind of an interesting kind of journaling technique, but it's really like sitting in the positive stuff, um, really focusing on the good things that have happened rather than the negative and really savoring like how the good things made you feel and, you know, how many good things there actually are that might be in your life that you kind of miss day to day.
0: Right. Like the second season of Bridgerton. I could (laughs) say I want to savor it. (laughs)
1: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Think about Courtney. How did it make you feel? What parts are your favorite? Um, What kinds of things did you like? Like about it.
0: There you go. Bridgerton is not a sponsor of this podcast. Just a disclaimer.
1: But if they'd like to (laughs) sponsor us, please reach out. (laughs)
0: Right.
1: Some other other prompts could be for people who want to practice like self compassion, which I think is helpful for just about all of us. You know, one of the things I say is that we are the people we'll be in relationships with our whole lives. So we might as well work on that relationship. And so we can be the hardest on ourselves in ways we would never be hard on other people. So writing notes or letters to yourself about, you know, you did the best you could today. I'm proud of you for, you know, doing the hard thing when you could have done the easy thing or I see that you're making improvements and growing. Writing yourself these self-compassion notes or letters or journaling in this way can be really helpful. Sometimes people can just kind of journal about some goals and values they have. I also think that living authentically means living according to your values, but if you don't know what your values are, sometimes you feel a little disconnected. So sometimes looking at your values, like what are the things that are important to me, and then setting some goals around those values and then journaling about your progress towards those can be awaited. Some other things would be just to kind of write down all the stuff you want to let go of, and it can be like little phrases, little pieces of feelings, but just like a thing, a list of things you want to let go another one is for people who might be like more spiritual or religious you could kind of journal around bible verses journal around religious kind of groups if you have like you know small bible studies or large bible studies if you go to any kind of you know church service or if you go to temple you can kind of journal after those types of things whatever it might be that's another option for people who are a little bit more religious and spiritual Some other things are to try to challenge yourself to write from different perspectives. So this one helps a lot if you have a lot of interpersonal issues with like friends, family members. If you're struggling and you're kind of stuck in your own perspective and your own feelings, you could kind of look at it from another perspective and just journal from maybe what your partner's perspective might be or your parents' perspective. You could try making lists. You could journal around song lyrics. So maybe if there's one lyric that stands out, you could write the lyric. You could write down what it reminds you of, who it reminds you of, what feelings it brings up for you. You could do like a five minute sprint, which is where you just kind of do stream of consciousness for five minutes. You could do like a digital journal, which might just be more like pictures. And if something kind of encaptures how you're feeling or you really felt like you were connected and mindful in a moment, you could take a picture, whatever it might be. You could do dream journaling. That's something that I think um, people don't often do. But if you know that you're struggling with dreams or even nightmares for some people who may have experienced trauma, sometimes dream journals can help get some insight into what's going on in our unconscious while we're sleeping. Mm -hmm. Reading journals for people who really love books, just kind of a way to add a couple extra layers of meaningfulness into your life. Mm One day at a line, or one line a day journals are really cool, where it's just you write one line a day. That's all. It can be one sentence, it can just be one kind of thought, but that's a good way to get started as well. There's also journaling jars I've seen a lot on like Pinterest, as I talked about earlier, (laughs) where you just put, you look for yourself some journal prompts, put them all in a jar and then pull them out randomly. Oh, nice. You could pick a monthly theme. So I have friends who have kind of picked like, you know a word that they want to focus on that month and then as they as they kind of try to focus on that reflect on it they journal about that word or that theme all month. And there's also nature journals where sometimes people might sketch or write or just kind of sit in nature and reflect and be mindful and then write about what that was like.
0: Yeah. And I think what's cool is that nowadays, like, I'm always a big fan of going into a bookstore and going into the journal section. I told Brie earlier, my toxic trait is buying journals and then not actually putting anything in them. But there are lots of new journals out there that have like the prompts Mm -hmm. included or like it's a gratitude journal. And so there's already space for you to say, okay, well, this is what I'm grateful for today. And here's the date and all that kind of stuff. So that's pretty cool too.
1: Yeah. There's definitely a lot of journals that are kind of pre-made, which I think is really great. I know there's a lot of options on Amazon that I've seen that like seem pretty affordable, but you know, we know not everybody has maybe extra like right. 10, $15 to spend on something like that. So I think, you know, worst case scenario, make your own. Yeah, that's true. All
0: right. So we've talked a lot about like solely written journals, but you have mentioned here and there that people might use pictures or other types of ways to sort of express themselves. So what other types of journaling um, do people do out there?
1: A really popular one is bullet journaling. So basically you buy like a blank journal. Sometimes these ones have little dots on the pages because people are kind of drawing in like a structure of like a calendar or like some kind of graph or some other illustrations. So bullet journaling is most specifically used as kind of like a planner that you create for yourself. So you might draw in like a calendar on the first month and kind of decorate it, maybe pick a theme. And then you track a lot of things. So depending on the person, things they might kind of want to track could be like books they've read. They could add mood trackers if they struggle with mood problems. A lot of times it's to kind of establish goals and kind of look look at values, which is something we talked a little bit about before. You can also see kind of like what kind of patterns you have. So some people might track sleep and see, oh, you know, I feel really good during the week because I'm sleeping well, but then after I, you know, sleep too much or sleep too little on the weekends, then I notice I start to feel like more depressed or more sad um, or even more anxious. And so you can kind of start to find patterns whenever you're tracking habits in these ways the nice thing about bullet journaling is you can kind of customize it to your life because you're creating your own planner and your own journal it's often like a mindfulness practice to a sit down and engage in that creativity to draw and build the journal but then also to kind of like check in at the end of the day like you know how how was i with my hydration how was i with my eating how was i with my sleep and to kind of really check in with yourself and your self-care in that way Sometimes people also kind of put, like, logs of things they want to do in the future, maybe, like, travel plans. There might be a monthly log or a log for the year, a daily. And so they can be, like, a pretty cool way to kind of start if you are looking for a place to start journaling. Okay.
0: And now what about, like, more visual types of journals?
1: So I know that like a lot of people in the pandemic, I got sucked into the TikTok (laughs) world. And this is kind of where I started to see more visual journaling because it is visual media anyway. And so seeing was that people were taking things like pieces of scrapbook paper, stickers, stamps, glitter, and kind of doing like mixed media journaling. So sometimes it could be... For example, like, if someone was really into Bridgerton, they could (laughs) maybe make, like, a visual, like, two pages in a journal about Bridgerton and maybe put some quotes that were meaningful, maybe, um, you know, some stickers of ladies and kind of old dresses. And just kind of, like, really, really try to encapture, like, how that show makes you feel, like, on Mm -hmm. a journal page. It could be with stamps. It could be with highlighters. It could be with dried flowers. It could be with a million things. So, you know, materials that we often see would be, like, pens and pencils, Crayons, colored pencils, markers, stamps, pastels, watercolors, washi tape, anything you could use to collage. I've seen people kind of, like, rip up scraps of paper and Mm -hmm. stick them in, like, some cool ways. I've seen people, like, sewing into pages, which is kind of cool. I've seen people using, like, wax stamps and, like stamp, like melting wax and stamping into it. So there's like kind of a lot of ways you could use it. I mean, we talked a little bit about nature journaling and if you are somebody who likes to kind of be in nature, you could collect leaves and different kinds of flowers and plants, especially from different places and kind of dry them and press them into a journal where you could write the day and time and um, maybe even the season and maybe a little bit about that area. So there's, the possibilities are endless Courtney.
0: (laughs) They really are. So we live, you know, in a time where people really like to use their phones, their tablets, their laptops. So there actually are some journaling apps that are out there to help people get started. So Bree, what are some of the ones that you've come across So I remember when I first kind of
1: made a journaling presentation that, you know, we made a list of apps that kind of had good reviews. And then this morning as I went to double check, some of those apps have kind of changed. I always say if you're interested in using an app to try journaling, just go to like the app store on your phone. I always say be smart and like look at what has a lot of reviews and what has the highest reviews. You know, as I'm looking today, Reflectly has like 80,000 reviews, and almost all five star reviews. So that could be like potentially an option that's popping up. There's definitely some apps like Prompted Journal that has like decent reviews where it definitely is giving you journal prompts there's one that looks more like bullet journaling called zinnia journal and planner there's one called diary with password that has about 2000 reviews i haven't tried and downloaded all of these so i'm kind of just kind of eyeballing but this would be my process is to maybe like download two or three and kind of check them out because i think with anything you just have to find what works for you and so it's a little trial and error. One, you might be like, yeah, this doesn't work or, you know, I really love this one and some of them are free, some of them are paid. So these are all things to take into consideration, but a lot of them will let you try things for free and then if you really like it, you could pay a little bit more.
0: Yeah, to get the features. I know, like, I love a good app, but I find that I don't use it. If I do journal, it's always handwritten. So I'm old school like that. It's probably because I'm in my late 30s.
1: (laughs) I prefer writing too. I know a lot of, like, students use laptops for notes, but, like, I still, like, I always use paper notes. And
0: yeah, I have like, I literally have a file on my desk that says small notes, because I just have really small notepads. That's what I take notes on. It's so not efficient. But but yeah, so really, if you want to use an app, it's really at your discretion. So use your best judgment and see what really works for you. So earlier in the podcast, Brie, you talked a lot about what the benefits of journaling might be. But like, we didn't really get the opportunity to expand on that. So what Like, let's go into a little bit more detail about what some of those benefits might be.
1: I think for emotional expression, journaling can really help people begin to identify, label, accept, and process emotions. I think that a lot of times, you know, I have a student maybe who says I just feel overwhelmed. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, so that could be a variety of things. I kind of understand what you mean by the feeling overwhelmed, but it could be like sadness, stress, exhaustion. Right frustration and anger and a million things so being able to kind of label identify kind of accept that that's how you're feeling and then process through those emotions journaling can be a healthy way to do that or start practicing that I think we talked about you know reflective thinking but journaling can help you gain some self-awareness you can gain awareness about patterns in your thoughts like wow I notice that every time I'm in a social situation I start to have anxious or I notice that a lot of my thoughts are negative every time i'm writing it's always like negative stuff i wonder what i could do to like change those it also helps put things into perspective so journaling can help you to see like maybe fuller whole pictures of things and also can help get like more of a sense of control especially when you kind of feel like emotions might be out of control you know we talked about how journaling can help with reducing stress so i think a lot of times when we are processing our emotions paying attention to our emotions we feel a little bit less stressed some ways journaling can help with anxiety a lot of times We can notice and identify if we're having, you know, a lot of anxious thoughts. It can help us get to the root of our anxiety. It can also help kind of like clear your mind and find some of your triggers. For depression, journaling can really help us start to shift from a negative to a positive mindset, especially if it's about our... So a lot of times if you notice you maybe are blaming yourself, you could say like, you know, in your journal, like, hey, that wasn't my fault. I know that wasn't my fault. Things like that. For physical health, it's been shown that journaling can help strengthen your immune system because it helps reduce stress. We drop our blood pressure because we're more relaxed. Sometimes we can sleep better. And generally, we're like healthier when we use healthier coping skills like journaling. We talked about how journaling can help improve memory. So, you know, Courtney had shared with me that she likes to kind of document like trips and special moments so she can always remember them. But taking that time to reflect, really be checked in at the end of the day or checked in throughout the day so you remember what you want to write about or journal about is a practice of mindfulness, which can really improve memory, focus and attention. And then we talked about like healing and recovering. So a lot of times journaling can help reduce intrusive, a lot of traumatic things we want to avoid or upsetting things. Right. But facing them in a safe way like journaling can reduce um, some of those avoidance symptoms and help us process difficult things that have happened. It can also help us find the good in life and it can help with, you know, grief, addiction. We talked about like eating disorders, especially if you're maybe doing bullet journaling where you're tracking your mood and you're sleeping and you're eating and things like that. So just to revisit and expand a little bit on some of the benefits, those are some of the major ones.
0: All right. So to sum it all up, we probably should try to journal. (laughs) I think it's worth a shot. Yeah, it definitely is. All right. So now let's bring it on home with some final journaling tips. Brie, take it away. I think that the hardest one is making it a habit, but it's always harder
1: in the beginning. And then after about a week, it's a little bit easier. And after two weeks, it's a little bit easier. So it's really just making it a habit and, you know, giving it a fair chance. So... You know, maybe if it's just the one line a day to start, or if it's just three minutes a day to start, then you kind of can build up. Or if you really find that that's not working, you could try one of the more visual types of journaling. But I think that, you know, the research body is strong. So I think that we know that this can help in a lot of ways. And so you just have to find the right way that it works for you and make it a habit. Some other things would be, you know, to make sure that you keep it kind of private, because that allows you to be more honest. So I think a lot of times it's hard to say certain things out loud especially things we might be embarrassed or ashamed of so if we keep our journal just for ourselves and we keep it private then we can be more open and honest with ourselves and i think that can be really great You know, I say start small and be realistic, and that's true with most goals. You know, if you think you're going to be journaling for an hour a day every day, or you think you want to take on this huge bullet journaling, but you've never done it before and you have no idea where to start and you don't have any supplies, like, that to me feels a little, like, unrealistic. Like, maybe just start with something a little bit smaller and then kind of build up to something that seems more doable and might be a little bit easier for you. You know, we would definitely want to kind of avoid, like some things like wallowing or sticking into the negative, negative stuff, or even like feeding things like self-blame, because I think those things we know are not as healthy. So if you see that you are kind of just listing out a bunch of negative things, really try to challenge yourself to, you know, rewrite a thought. So if you think like, you know, you wake up and you think this whole day is not going to go well, there's not going to be anything good going to happen, you know, challenge yourself to write about like maybe what your hopes for the day then. What are things you hope or are things you think you could accomplish or a small goal you can hit some other things would be not to forget to like live your life so i think sometimes (laughs) people can start to like get so into journaling they're doing stuff just to journal about it or that they get so into journaling that they're doing it so often that they're kind of missing out on some other stuff and they're not really like engaging like you know any coping skill it can be overused and so if you're you know kind of in the middle of like a social interaction, you take your phone out to kind of like journal about your feelings. It can be a little bit weird and it can be like overused. But I think it's important to try to remember like to live your life and be engaged and present. Some other things are to like date the entries. That way you can kind of track your progress, track how things are going, make sure you have dates on things. Another piece that we haven't talked about as much is to kind of like keep your journals or keep um, the pieces of your journals to reread them and reflect on them. Another one is to be kind to yourself. So like I said, we talked about self-compassion, but this is a new habit. It's a new project. It's a new behavior you're starting. So it might be a little bit harder in the beginning. You might say, this week I want to journal, you know, one line a day. And then by Wednesday, you've already like forgotten or you've brushed it off and didn't stick with it. Don't give up just because you didn't stick to it. Just kind of go back to it and try again and be kind to yourself knowing that you're doing your best and it's hard to start new hobbies. And then last, just keep doing whatever ends up working for you. Journaling should definitely be fun. It shouldn't feel like a chore. It shouldn't feel like it's a homework assignment from your counselor. Although I I kind of know that sometimes it feels that way. But a lot of times when people, I can get people to buy into the idea. There's a lot of benefits. And so I think when you do find something that works for you, keep doing it and make sure that it stays fun.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Brie. I learned a lot and I hope all of our listeners did too. Uh, But we appreciate once again, you taking the time and talking to us and I'll make you come back on the podcast because Brie's office is two doors down from mine. So uh, (laughs) I make her talk to me all the time. But to all of you listeners out there, thank you so much. And we will catch you next time on Wellbeing Wednesdays.